You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind, which is really kind of freaking cool. I kind of, I want us to stay on this train alone for a little bit while longer. Before we get started on the show today and you get to meet my illustrious guest, Connie Benjamin, I want to tell you about J-Home Marketing, which as you know, is the sister company to Sick Biz. We have a new division and editing house that we call Bookmark. Bookmark allows you to keep your copyright as an author because we're not even interested in any of your intellectual property. We don't even go there. It allows you to never give up any of that professional execution that is so needed when you're building credibility for your brand and yourself. And at a fraction of the cost of a traditional or vanity publisher, because we're an editing house and we don't have the same overhead, which means we can pass the savings on to you. Pretty freaking cool. My guest today is Connie Benjamin. And you guys, I am so excited. I was on her podcast last week. My Fire Within is a guilt-free guide for women entrepreneurs to unlock their purpose, which is a super hot topic in entrepreneurial circles right now. Connie is also hard at work as a stay-at-home mompreneur, international speaker, trainer, and coach, and she is nearly done with her first book, Women with Fire. And with that scorching title, you can understand why I was immediately drawn to her. She has also reached out and is helping me to heal this dang long-standing Lyme disease, which is like a roommate that will not get evicted. And so we will talk a little about that as well. Dude, she is Cairo approved supplements, brain boosting the whole nine yards. It's very exciting to find effective treatment. So I want you to tune into that. With so much in her wheelhouse, Connie and I decided to talk about her process of writing a book. We've had many authors on Sick Biz Buzz, but haven't delved too deeply into what you can expect from the process. We're going to answer some of those questions and try and read your mind. She's going to share that with you without further delay, because I literally could keep talking about her nonstop forever. Please welcome my beautiful heart-bursting friend and inspiration, Connie Benjamin. Oh my gosh, Hillary, that was the best intro I have ever heard. I am so excited to be here. It's such an honor. And you know, I love you tons. So I love your people tons. It's great to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We've been talking about this forever. And today is actually the day and I just adore you. And you have so much to share with people that's so valuable. And you're just always outside of your heart, like just walking around trying to help people all the time. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I I feel the same about you. So I am pumped to talk about what we're going to dive into today. I know we're going to make people sick. People are going to have like cavities by the end of the show. They're going to be like, could you lighten up on the glucose? Thank you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so let's hop into your elevator speech and what brought you to today, like your journey that has brought you here in terms of, you know, what made you decide to be a mompreneur? 
Well, it's is quite the story. Um, so I I was I was living in a place that um, an area of town that was unsafe for my family, and so I remember one day realizing that and looking down at my little my baby daughter and feeling the panic of wanting to move, wanting to get out of that unsafe area of town but we did not have the money to move. And so I felt trapped and hopeless and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so I started looking at my options and I realized, okay, I got to go into business. I got to do this business thing. But the challenge was Hillary that I knew nothing about business. And so oh. I was thinking, okay, well, I know I need to do this, but I know nothing. So what do I do? I start going to these events, these business events, and I started to pick up some stuff and I started to get some results and um, started to make some money. And so finally we got to a place where I had enough money to you know, get a new house and to move into an area that was safe for my family. And I felt like, that's it. I did it. I won like high five. You know, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember going through the house and it had this like subway tile in the kitchen and the kitchen was all renovated and my daughter comes skipping through the kitchen and out into the backyard and she's like running around and there's trees all around and I just felt so much joy I felt like this is that's it I've reached the pinnacle I'm done life is awesome and I didn't realize at that moment that I was about to everything was about to change and that I was I was about to slip away from what mattered most and um, what was happening was I was working so much time hustling in my business. I was working so much time building my business that I was getting disconnected with my husband. I was, yeah, I was feeling like a stressed out mom. I, I, I remember it all came to a head one day when I was, I was downstairs in my basement. My office was in the basement at the time. And so I'm downstairs in my office and I'm late for this business meeting, you know, with this important person and I'm late for this meeting. And, and I, I just had all of the weight of my to-do lists of my life and my business. I felt like we're pressing in on me. And my daughter was outside my door and she was, she was banging on the door saying, mommy, mommy, banging on the door. And I'm late for the business meeting and all the to-do lists are going weighing on me. And I felt like completely trapped. And in a moment of not knowing what else to do, I actually picked up a glass and I threw it against the wall. And I remember shatters of glass all around me. And in that moment, I realized that that's how I felt in my life. I felt mm. like I was being shattered, like I was in, torn in a million pieces, like I was a failure. And I'm grateful for that moment because that was the moment when I knew I had to do anything to change it, that I would not lose my family. I would not lose my relationships. I would not, I was not willing to give up me for this dream of entrepreneurship. And so luckily I, I met this mentor that from a friend, I went to the, actually went to this event and met this mentor and he started teaching me the things that are right in my book, the six secrets to purpose, profit, and passion. Mm -hmm. And when I started applying to them, them to my life, everything changed. Like my, you know, my relationships with my husband got better than the day we were married. And he is my hero. He is so awesome. <laughs> I love him so much. And and I feel joy being a mom. And I love hanging out with my kids. And my health got better um, because of all the stress that I was going through. I actually, my health went really low and I developed sickness. And so my health improved. 
So everything changed. And I, I realized that after talking to like many women all around the world and coaching with them, I realized that other women were struggling with similar things that I was going through and this idea of balance. And so that's why I wrote my book, Women with Fire, Six Secrets to Purpose, Profit and Passion, to reach out and find them and to support them with a the knowledge that changed my life. So when did you get the idea to write this book? I got the idea, um, actually, probably when my daughter, I'm trying to think it was about four years ago, actually, right after I had my second baby. And <laughs> so this is my life. Like I had my second baby and I had my my older daughter and I got this, I, this inspiration. I got to write this book. And I remember thinking, are you kidding me? Like how... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in diaper land, Hillary. Like there, yeah. you know, I'm in no sleep, diaper land, oh. laundry mountain, all the things. And laundry I, mountain. Oh, I hate that mountain, man. I'm serious. telling you what. Tell me, like, tell me you climb the laundry mountain. I'll be more impressed. And people are like, I climbed Kilimanjaro. I'm like, you know what? Because you had a formula. Okay. There's no formula to laundry mountain. Is there? I know. And it just, the mountain just backs right up the next week. Like it's a mountain that just keeps on giving sister. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And so, but what did you do? Okay. So let me, I'm all over the place right now. That's just what happens. Um, so you decide to write this book when you're in the midst of all of the things and initially your self-talk is like, well, you're a nut. Like you're not going to do this. How did you, how did you move through that? Um, well, a couple ways I, yeah. And we, I love that you talk about that self-talk because there absolutely was a lot of self-talk and, um, you know, I had all the thoughts that, that entrepreneurs talk about. Um, but I experienced all of them in terms of who's going to read this book. What do you know? How can you possibly write a book? How are you going to, you know, where are you going to find the time, the money, the energy, all these things. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think the biggest thing that I did is I just acknowledged them and they were there. They were with me. They were unfortunate buddies that were coming to the party. And I said, you need <laughs> to stay in another room because I'm just going to write. And I, yeah. and I think one of the biggest things that helped me, um, and by the way, I have to say too, that this helped me when I talk about purpose and I, I talk about that in my book because I truly believe I was inspired to write this book. So I know that all the words on those pages are not mine. I know that, that I was, it was my, it's part of my purpose to write this book. And so um, I, I, I think having that big why in knowing that this is a purpose, this is part of what I need to do. And even though I'm scared and even though I'm worried, no one is going to read it. And even though I don't feel enough, and even though I am freaking out on the inside, I have yeah. to do it anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And and you get to be scared. You get to have those feelings. I think people get, they kind of feel like if they don't feel the reassurance immediately that they shouldn't go forward. So, but it, it really is about embracing that discomfort. It's not going to be like, oh, I, mean, I decided to write a book and it feels really great and um, everything is going to be seamless and there's going to be no challenges for me. It's more along the lines of, I decided to do this and it's pretty terrifying, but I'm going to move forward anyway. Even if I don't know what this journey looks like, I'm just going to take the next step. 
Totally. That is such a good description of it. That is such a good description of it. And, you know, when, when I was in that moment, I, I, in, in the book, I talk about the edge and um, I talk about that because just like you said, all, all these things that we're being called to do that are great, yeah. I, we, we show up to the biggest edges of our comfort zones. And we don't know, like you said, we don't know how it's going to work out. We have no. no, no idea. You know, we're just like, it's like we're standing on this edge of a cliff and there's, we know that there should be, you know, a step in front of us because we feel inspired that there's a step in front of us and right. we're just tipping that foot over the edge being like, please be there. Please be there. Please be there. Please but, be there. Yes, but, exactly. But, but what's the alternative? Either we go sit back on the couch of mediocrity and nothing changes. Like I could have had, I could have had a fine life and had a, you know, a fine relationship with my husband where we're roommates and have a, be a fine mom and feel not connected and stressed out. And not that I never get stressed out. I am a human being. So if you feel stressed out sometimes, welcome to my club. Um, <laughs> but I was living there, you know, like I, I could have had a fine life, but, but I believe we deserve more. Like, we yes. just, you know what I mean? And, and that more is on that edge of our comfort zone. And it's hard to take that step and it takes faith and it takes action and it takes, you know, this will and courage to do it anyways, you know? Yes. And you're not here to live a mediocre life. You are not this, this miracle that overcame the odds of conception, which are really staggering, by the way. And I heard about these and um, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's amazing when you actually are birthed into the world. You overcame massive odds. And so if you overcame massive odds, you're already a miracle. Do you think a miracle is put here to be mediocre? No, absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. So then you moved into writing the book. And as a mom with all the things going on, how did you start to plan that? Or was it just a matter of, I'm going to try and wedge this into my life and we'll figure it out as we go? Or did you make some preparations? Well, funny you should ask. It's It was definitely a messy process. Um, and by the way, I have to say that, you know, I love that we're talking about the bigger picture and how you mentioned that you really were born for greatness. And I, I, I want the listeners to know your people, these amazing people listening to know that we're not talking about us. We're talking about you. You know, we're talking about you. You were born for greatness. And I love that you're sharing that with your listeners and, and having that awareness that each of us has this purpose. Each of us has something that we're being called to do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We do. And I, we, our biggest obstacle, I believe, is in our own minds. Yes. I really do. Because if we can get through an obstacle, in our own minds, then we can shut out anything else that might lead us astray or put us on a different path or allow us to justify doing what we don't really want to do because it's safe. So if we can really work on our own mindsets, then we can recognize that greatness. So you and I have this uh, relationship that is just so synergistic and full of, I don't know, it's just like we flare each other in a good way. Like usually my flares are terrible, but these are, these are good. These are good, like bursts of fire that just come out and then we feed on each other. And so it's really cool. And I love that. So your 
please always share that. I mean, I will, if you will, like that. How about this is our blood sister pact right now? <laughs> Absolutely, Hillary. You know, what's funny is the mo- the first time I met you just over social media, I thought, man, this is someone I want to know. And yeah, I have been pleasantly surprised every single time we talk. I totally agree. I love it. I love it. We're just, we're just lighting the fire, you know, and supporting each other and lighting that fire. We are. It's so cool. And you know, and, and that speaks to the circle of people that you need around you. Yes. You know, it's, it's not just, there are people in your life that serve a specific perfect purpose. And again, like we could talk about this all day, but I want to get back to. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So you're writing the book yeah. and you are jamming this into your life. First of all, how is your husband feeling about it? And second, what does that plan even look like? I'm assuming that you have to adjust this plan multiple times as life changes. Yes. And actually that's, that, uh, that is so fantastic that you bring that up. That's one of the key components of my message and my belief system is mm-hmm. that, and, and to talk about how I did it and the plan I came up with and what worked before I talk about that, I have to talk about that key component and that key component that really changed everything for me is this idea of seasons of life. And so um, why, what that's about and why that's so important to me is because I believe right now we are being fed lies that we have to, we have to be all, do all, have it all right here, right now, today. And I just, I believe that we can have it all and do it all and be it all in the right time, in the right order, in the right way. And so when I understood that and started to understand that, okay, I'm in mom land. Like this is, I am intensely in mom land. I am not sitting over this lake with my hot cocoa, ingesting the scenic view with my author, you know, notebook. Like this is not my life. I am in Lonnie Mountain with the diapers and I still need to write the book. And so um, that was my season of life. That was my reality. And so I knew I didn't have huge blocks of time. I didn't have hours to write this book, I, but I did have 15 minutes. And so, yeah, yeah so I decided, yes. you know what? I don't know how this book's all going to turn out. I don't even know if I'll ever finish it. And quite honestly, when I first started, I seriously thought, okay, if I write this book at 15 minutes a day, I'm going to be 95 by the time I finished <laughs> this book. Like, and then I thought, well, whatever, maybe I'll be 95. At least the book will be done. Whatever. I just got to take action. So um, that's what I did. I just started committing to this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write in my book for 15 minutes a day. I'm going to yeah. do it no matter what. Now, there's a couple things I did to motivate myself because during that season, I what I noticed is um, I'd start up and I'd be like, yeah, I'm all in. I'm going to do my 15 minutes and it's going to be fantastic. And this book is going to get written. And then I would do it for about two weeks and then life would get in the way and I'd forget about it. And I think I don't have time to write this book and I'd get off track for six months and just not go back to the book. And so I started implementing something that was pivotal in helping me to finish the book. Not when I was 95. I'm not 95. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was like, what are you using on your skin? Right? It's phenomenal. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I love you. This is so fun. Um, so I, but what I did was I found a way to motivate myself because when when a lot of people when they talk in personal development, they talk about goal setting and being clear about your goals and doing that goal consistently and making sure it's done in a timely way. I had all of those things in place, but. I was missing the human factor and the human factor is that motivation wanes. Like, let's just call it like it is. Motivation wanes. It wanes in every context of our life, whether it's writing our book, connecting with our partner, um, not eating chocolate cake every night, exercising. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. just does. And so we have to understand that part of ourselves as human beings and know how to light that fire and so that we can move forward. And so what I did to do that is I used something called block time, which is, you know, I can go through how to do that, but more specifically, I use something called a motivator. Oh, oh, that it sounds it sounds like a transformer. It is a transformer. It is it is it's like the goal transformer, Hillary. It is so <laughs> awesome and scary at the same time. And that's what it needs to be. It needs to be awesome and scary at the same time. So if you want, I can totally walk you through exactly how to do this. So yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sounds good. So like I said, I used block time. So for for you know, many people know have an idea of what block time is, but just to quickly go it over, go over it, you basically set a specific goal, have a start time and end time. So for me, I decided, okay, 6 a.m. is when my kids are not awake. And so that is when I have my 15 minutes. So I just started the had that I'm going to start at 6am and a time of when I'm going to stop because one of the challenges that we face is that sometimes we feel like we got to take big, huge leaps towards our goal. And then, so we try and take that big, huge leap and we fall flat on our face, which I've done many, many times. And so having that idea, okay, I'm not going to write for two hours. I'm going to write for 15 minutes. I can do 15 minutes. And so I had that stop time. So then you put that motivator in place. So that motivator is that thing that takes, basically takes the goal that we want to do and makes it front and center and lights a fire under our butt so that we no matter what we are going to do it. Oh my God, I love it so much because we all need that fire under our butt, seriously. Like we all have the coldest butts. I'm just saying, right? Yes, yes. So I needed a fire under my butt. So what I did was um, there's two kinds of motivators. So something that draws us closer to what we want and something that takes us away from what we don't want. And so I included both. So I said, and I've used different motivators at different times, and I can totally tell you a hilarious story of one of the motivators that I used. But just to give you an example, so I've used things like, I can have a shower as soon as I do my 15 minutes of my book. Yes. I, you know, I can, yes. <laughs> I can check my Facebook or my social media as mm-hmm. soon as I do my 15 minutes in my book. Yes. And I've, and I've done the ones to like the consequences too, if I didn't do it. So for example, um, if I don't do my 15 minutes in the book, you know, I need to wear my scratchiest pajamas that I have that I really don't want to sleep in. Or I need to have the the green smoothie with a way more kale that I feel comfortable with. Um, 
Who really is comfortable with kale? Right. I mean, let, let's just put it out there, that right? The, yes, it's got to be hidden in the proportion <laughs> amount of fruit. And I would say I've got to have, you know, a really not cool kale <laughs> shake, you know, whatever it is. So that motivated me. That motivated me to do whatever it takes to get it done. And if it's okay, can I share a story with you? Absolutely. Okay. So one day, um, so at the time I was using the motivator of, I can have a shower as soon as I write in my book. Now I'm in mom land, just a reminder. And so I've got this little baby and life is crazy and you know, I, I'm not sleeping much to get, to get sweatpants on is a huge win. Um, sure. you know, if my clothes are clean, that is like double five, high, high, double high five bonus. And so I'm, I'm going grocery shopping. I don't, you know, it's grocery shopping day and there is no way I can push it back, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've been there. Totally. Mm-hmm. So going to the store and, I, and I'm thinking, I don't have time to write in my book. So I'm just going to go grocery shopping. So I go grocery shopping and I'm in the store and, you know, I'm, I'm focused. I've got my cart and my little babies in my cart and I'm going through the store and I run into somebody that is a business associate of mine. oh dang it and and in my mind I am seriously Hillary I'm going through what I like to call the stinky pant checklist are my pants clean do I have throw up baby throw up on my shirt is did I I manage to comb my hair today is my hair combed you know going through this in my mind and so I meet her and you know we're talking I'm trying desperately to be present with this lady and you know just to not feel like I'm you know two inches tall at that moment but that moment was such a great experience for me even though it was so hard because I tell you I came home and you know the first thing that I did (laughs) you guessed it I, I wrote in that book you wrote in that book. That's exactly right. Because it's so hard. I think especially as new moms and like, even when you're on your second baby, this is what I found out. Like the first baby, I was like, I can't believe they let me leave the hospital without passing some sort of course, getting a permit or something with this baby. And the second baby, then I was like, oh, I forgot everything that I just went through with this first baby. And of course, it's a totally different baby. Everything's different. Every day is a crapshoot, literally and figuratively. Every day is a crap. So I totally understand that. And we can lose ourselves. And I don't want to just limit this just to moms, but I'd say any parent can lose themselves in another little human being and forget themselves and think, this isn't my time. It's not, you know, I need to wait or whatever. So I love that you found a solution. Thank you. And yes, I totally relate to what you're talking about. And it's so true. And, you know, I, I reflect on that time in my life too. And I think about, um, you know, that, that idea that you talk about losing ourselves mm-hmm. and I can absolutely relate to that. I know before, um, and I, and it's, it's so important that you're talking about that. Yes, this is not just a mom story. I'm sure, you know, dads and people, are just, you know, can listen to this and think about times in your life where you just felt overwhelmed and yes. lost and, you know, and that all the things that we're talking about totally applies to all those areas. Um, One million percent. What, so, so you blocked your time, you used a golden transformer, which 
I freaking love that phrase now. That's going to be like my new password. <laughs> Golden Transformer 123. Just so everybody knows. No, it's really not, but I'm just saying I love it. Um, so you get started. And so I want to insert something here for people who are listening. And, and you know I'm a huge fan of this. It's like, do your outline first before you get writing. Like ideally, if you're, if you're going to embark on writing a book, do your outline first so you have the order in which you are going to you know, lay out these events in your book and you know that it makes sense so you can look at it and go, oh yeah, I'm going to tell that story before that story. That makes sense, whatever. Obviously, if you need help, reach out. That's what we're here for. But once your outline is done, then you can chip away at that book for 15 minutes a day. And think about it this way. What if you took 15 minutes to accomplish anything and you gave it your 100% undivided attention. What would happen to your productivity? And and this is the same principle that you applied to your book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so and so it started getting done. Yep. And, and your Oh, go ahead. Oh, and your and your thoughts. So when you when you started writing it, did your book wind up being what you thought it would be. And I know it's still in development, but it's almost done. So I feel like we can go there. Yes, it is almost done. And I have to say, Hillary, that for those of you that don't know, Hillary is the best editor in all the land. And so I just, all the land. land. So, and your team. And so I, I love what you do. So um, I just have to say that because I genuinely love what you do. Um, And your editor. Thank you. Yeah. It's a passion. So it, it, you know, it makes it easier when you have a passion, then it's like, oh, I get to do this. It's not like, oh crap, I got to go to the, you you get excited. So hopefully that, that sounds like that came through and that's awesome. But yeah, you, you started and then now you're finishing up and the, is the book different? Yes. Yes. So you ready for another story? Cause I love I story love time. <laughs> okay. So here I am you know, just started the book and I kept away at it. And by the way, sometimes as my book progressed, the cool thing about momentum is that as we're in momentum, it builds momentum, it it, it builds momentum, right? Momentum builds momentum. And so it's like this ball rolling down a hill. So, I mean, I didn't stop at just 15 minutes a day. Soon I was, you know, doing an hour a day, whatever, in different seasons of my life. So anyways, so I'm thinking my book is done. At this point, I, I, I got invited to a writing seminar. I had 300 pages in my book and I thought, I am done. I'm going to walk into this writing seminar and think this is great. And by the way, what you say about having an outline is so important. It is so important. It is game changing. So I'm so excited that you brought that up. So anyways, I had the outline. I, I, I went to this writing seminar and I thought, that's it. I'm done. I've got 300 pages. I'm good to go. So I go to the seminar and they, they let me know how my, how many words a book actually should have. And I realized that I was completely over words. And so I would need to cut down my book substantially. So I come home and by the way, just to set some context in this moment, I had a motivator. I wanted to finish my book just after my birthday. So I had set a date and, and, and with my business partner, I committed that I had finished this book by that time. So part of my motivator was any day my book was overdue in the first draft of me writing it, I would pay a dollar a day. So 
I come home from the seminar realizing my book has to be shortened down. And I look over the book and I realize that because I didn't, before I started, I did not have a clear outline of what I was going to talk about. And because I was just, you know, rambling in my book and just trying to hit the target, but I didn't have a clear direction of where I wanted to go, my book was nowhere near finished. In fact, I would say it was about 30% finished. But, yeah. but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally interesting. It's like panic. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I had one weekend until the book was due. Like until my, I started needing to pay a dollar a day for every day my first draft wasn't done. And so I was motivated. <laughs> and so yeah. I remember um, saying to Andy, okay, this is the situation. Apparently this book is nowhere near being done. Uh, <laughs> and unless unless we want to pay a lot of money, we need to figure this out. So he's like, okay, no problem. You go take the time. You go finish the book. So I, 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 you know, slipped off to our office and I'm, I'm focused on writing. And I realized that, you know, at first I felt kind of panicked. How am I going to do this? How am I going to organize this book? And what I realized is that when I'm stuck in those thoughts, when I'm stuck in that logical mind of doubt and fear and how's this all going to work, that I was getting in the way of my ability to write the book. So I had to shut down my logical mind so that I could just write the book. So how, yeah. so how do you shut down your logical mind? You might be thinking that is what I was thinking. And so what worked for me really well is first I needed to come out with that outline. I knew that if I had a clear idea of what the book was going to be about, what people would get out of it, where it would take them, then I'd be able to just write it quickly. And so I, I started using a timer. Now, in this creative process, the timer was absolutely my best friend. So I would, I would say, okay, I'm going to come up with all my, my chapters of my book. And so I'd say, I, I can't even remember how many chapters I have in my book. I think six, I think, something like that. And so big chapters, and then I've got sub chapters. So um, I set a timer and I said, okay, I've got five minutes to come up with all the chapters in my book and book. And I would hit the timer and I would just write, write all the possible chapters I could write in my book. And of course I'd come up with some good ones and I'd come up with some crazy ones and I'd come up with ones that just absolutely would not work for my book. But as soon as that five minutes hit, then no problem. I set the timer again. I've got two minutes to you know, narrow this down to my six chapters. So I'd get rid of all the ones that wouldn't work and I'd have my six topics. And then I do the same thing for the subtopics. Guys, if you're listening to this, this is gold. This is gold yeah, for coming up with absolutely. for your outline. This worked so well for me. So I'm like, okay, I've got my six chapters. Now I'm going to come up with some with my subtopics. Now on the subtopics, I've got, I can't even remember how many it was. Let's say it was 10, but I don't, I really don't remember. Mm -hmm. So let's say 10. So I go, okay, I'm just going to write 10 subtopics. Again, I start the timer. I've got two minutes or five minutes, whatever it is to come up with my topics, hit the timer. I think I did two minutes per chapter. So just wrote like crazy, you know, no, no judgment, just write, write, write. Timer goes off and then I go, okay, which ones am I going to cross off? And I cross off, set another timer and I select eight. So I cross off two. And I did that for every single chapter. Now, after that, the whole process took me probably about an hour. I had my outline done. Isn't that amazing? And and I think that is super important what you just went through because so many people are like, well, I'm going to start 
taking the time, especially if you're dictating, you should only be spending five to seven minutes per chapter when you're dictating. So if you're dictating for 20 minutes, you are going to have so much content. Now, at the same time, when you're writing, keep your writing hat on. Mm -hmm. Don't put your editing hat on. But it's so important. And look at your outline like you did, Connie, as if you're writing a speech. So you're not going to read that speech verbatim and stand up there and be like, hello, I'm Connie, and this is what we're talking about today. And you're not going to go on a huge diatribe, but you are going to say, all right, I'm going to hit points, you know, sub points three under this topic. And then I'm going to move into this other topic. And there's going to be three points under there. And that is what you are focusing on. What are the main points? A lot of people get focused on, well, I have to make it pretty and I have to make it perfect. And it has to be, you know, absolutely before I give it to anybody to read, I have to be proud of it. Let me tell you what, you are not going to be proud of it on that first draft. You're going to be worried about it. You're going to feel like I did the best that I could. But there's also the point of, You don't know what you don't know. And you can't do this without some outside help. And I don't even mean hiring an editor. I mean, like, have your mom read it. Have your husband read it. Have your significant other read it. Have your friends read it. You need somebody to say, this is the interpretation that I'm getting from you. So if you boil down the process, and I love that you shared that, because so many people are like, this is such a broad thing to say. Sit down, write a book. What do you mean? Where do I start? How much time do I need? What even, what am I focusing on? So it is gold, what you shared with people today. Thank you. Thank you. You know, how you, when you talked about, you know, stepping out of an editor hat and make sure you're just having that creative writer hat, um, that is so critical. And, and when I was filling in the gaps um, of the book, you know, when I'm, when I'm writing those subtopics, that's exactly what I did. I said, I'm not even going to read it. I'm going to start again. I went yeah. to my timer and I hit five minutes. I said, I will write whatever I'm going to write for five minutes. I'd hit that timer and man, those, those keys are clicking. Those keys are clicking like crazy. And I just write for five minutes. And after that five minutes, you know, buzzer went off. If I needed another five minutes, I hit another five minutes and I just kept going. But I'll tell you, normally those chapters that I wrote, those subtopics, um, usually the, the ones that I wrote in five minutes, interestingly enough, when I went back to my other draft and I had written a lot of the topics that I was writing about, but I, I rambled on about them and I thought, you know, I just got to start over. I tried to cut them down, but I, I was losing the heart of it. So I thought I just need yeah. to start over. And when I looked back at what I had created, when I spent weeks coming up with these perfectly outlined, you know, these perfectly, I don't know, written parts of my book, as opposed to those five minute, that five minute section. I realized that the five minute section was better because it got to the point. It got to the heart. I got out of my logical mind and I could deal with the editing later. Thanks to awesome people like you, but it kept me going. And then I'd finish that topic and I'd go, boom, five minutes, hit the next topic, go. Because there's that flow that's going, you know? Yes, absolutely. And so you're like, as much as I possibly can pour into this topic for five minutes, then you're done. And you can always come back later. And I think people too don't realize you have to walk away 
from the book. You have to walk away from the first draft that is just more like a vomit draft, like everything is coming out. You have to walk away from that. You have to come back to it later and you have to say, okay, you know what? I have a new perspective. I have a fresh perspective when I'm looking at this now. And so I'm going to just, I'm going to be really open-minded when I read it. And then you can start to add in things. But you can't just say, I'm going to have all the perspective I want right now in this period of time, and it's never going to change. I'm never going to learn anything. It's never going to evolve. That's not going to happen. You have to walk away. This is what I tell people. Like When you're going through this process, the creative process is not like, I'm going to come over and redo your kitchen. So I'm going to pull the old countertop off. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to replace it. I'm going to pull all the old nails out. I'm going to do this, that, that. There's a process. You don't have to stop. You can go from the first step all the way through the last step. That is not the case in any creative endeavor. Your works will always be better when you step away and you come back and you give yourself that perspective. And so it's going to take time. And a lot of people are in a rush. Well, I just want to do it. I just want to do it. Now, if you're on your fifth, sixth book, that's one thing. If you're on your first book, you have no idea what that process is going to be like for you. And you have to embrace the unexpected in that process. But you also have to be open to experiencing brand new things and learning new things and accepting that you didn't know everything that first time around. And that's not bad. That's knowledge. Knowledge is never bad. Yeah. Yeah. So brilliant. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And so I want to ask you, do you have a mantra every day when you wake up? I love when you ask me unexpected questions. I do, actually. I do. Okay. So sometimes, even still, you know, I sometimes, you know, life is life is always going to challenge us. No matter where we, what we accomplish and what we do, we're always going to face edges. And in fact, I remember my mentor saying to me one time, Connie, if I don't have an edge of my comfort zone, I start to panic because then I'm not growing. And so, you know, I, we always have these edges. So one of the things that I say over and over to myself, when I get stressed out and I feel overwhelmed, or I don't know how things are going to work out, is I say, and actually I learned this from Judy Hoberman, who's awesome. Um, but I say, I'm happy, health, I'm happy, healthy, and abundantly wealthy. And, and wow, nice. yes. And sometimes if I'm stressed out, I will say that several times in my mind because I know, I know how the mind works. I know that when, when we say negative things in our mind, oh, nobody's going to read this book. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do that. I, like I'm l- nervous to even just say it because I know that it creates a pathway in our mind and our minds become, it becomes easier to go there. So we have to fill our brain with things that, that are uplifting, that encourage us, that helps us to know it's possible. And like you said, mindset is everything. The only thing that can take us out from our dreams, the only thing is our mindset. That's it. It's us. It's us. We're the only thing that can get in the way long-term at the end of the day, when all is said and done, it's just us. So why do people have such a hard time trusting in making these announcements to the universe and saying, this is the way it's going to be? Why do they have such a hard time between saying that and believing it, which is how you attract that abundance. 
I, well, I can absolutely speak. Luckily, Hillary, luckily you got an expert of, of someone they, that goes through that and sometimes struggles with that. So high five to you. I'm an expert at falling down with my mindset. So um, one of the blessings of that is I've definitely become aware of why that happens for me and how to overcome that. And I, I need to say, I'm so not perfect but I am perfectly striving and, and I want to get better every day. And so I think there's a couple things going on to understand why that's happening. One is I believe that there's two parts of ourself. I believe that there is a part of ourself. That's like this, this, you know, this higher self part, this lion part that, that it believes that we can do great things, believes that we are divinely you know, born into this life for a divine purpose that knows we can do it, that's encouraging us. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that we have a part of ourself in the book. I talk about it, that hyena or that that part of ourself that tries to hold us back, that says, no, 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 you should just sit back on that couch of mediocrity because it's so comfortable there. And then you're not going to get your knees skinned <laughs> and no one's going to make fun of you. And you're going to, your ego is yeah. not going to be hurt. You're just, it's going to be fine. And we have to understand that these two parts are within us and that there is literally a battle going on for our purpose and our life every single day, every single moment. And I don't say that to discourage anyone. I say that to empower you to know that if sometimes you feel like, man, sometimes I feel terrible. And sometimes I say really mean things about ourselves, myself, that it's not your fault. We all have this part of ourselves, and, and that the purpose of that, that hyena or that natural man part of ourself is to empower the lion. And so, oh, yeah, that is fast. Use that hyena to empower the lion. Yes. Woo. Yes. So, so the moment, the moment, if we, if we can understand that we don't need to be perfect, we need to be perfectly striving. And all that means is when we fall down, we get back up and we get back up fast. And so every time we do that, when a negative thought comes into our mind, if, 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 if we entertain it, if we think about it and we, and we keep on that track, but then we realize we just get back up and we get back up fast. We, we say to ourselves, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm abundantly wealthy, or we breathe for five seconds or whatever it takes to change our mindset. Because every time we do that, our spiritual muscles are strengthened and we become stronger and we become more of who we're meant to be every time. Absolutely. And incrementally, you feed yourself too. So like if you're not okay one moment, but then you say, okay, I don't feel like I'm going to be okay in this moment. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about my relationship, whatever. And if you get through a chunk of time, okay, you can start to see, I don't need to know exactly right now in this moment, what is reassuring to me. Maybe I need to know it at the end of the day. Maybe I need to know it at the end of the week, but right now in this moment, it's not pivotal. It's okay. It's not going to change my direction. So I can just kind of hang out in limbo and condition myself to wait because the more then that you move into that abundance, the more that you believe it's going to happen. So when you make that announcement, I'm happy, healthy, and abundantly wealthy, you're going to believe it because you're living it. Yes. 
Yes. And that's, that's why having, when we have those goals and we have that motivator, that's why it's so important is because it helps us push past the hyena. It helps us to empower a lion. And I love what you said there, Hillary, about when we take action and we begin to get results, we begin to see ourselves in a new way. The fastest way to see ourselves in a new way is to do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is because it feeds different information into our brain. And it's not just like, oh, I think I can do this. Now your brain is going, hey, look at that. You did it. You did it. Now I know we can do this. Yeah. So next time, if I have a doubt, I'm going to go, oh, okay, well, I know we can do this. So I feel a lot more confident and blah, blah, blah going forward. Um, I want to talk about you getting me hooked on drugs before we go today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So a little backstory for people who don't know, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows now because I have a really big mouth, is that I have long-term Lyme disease, which caused my transverse myelitis. And so uh, it's all contributing into the perfect storm of leaky gut and inflammation and autoimmune responses and occasional paralysis, which is super fun. And my superpower. Thank you very much. So, um, but you had talked to me earlier about the gut health connection. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm kind of listening, whatever. I'm in an information gathering stage. But now what's happened, and I'm trying to remember the name of the product, but I'm going to have to have you supply that because part of my Lyme disease is short-term memory loss. And what I'm doing now, Connie, is embracing that. And I'm just telling people just straight up, you're going to tell me your name and in five minutes, I won't remember it. So there's nothing personal about any of this. It's just simply... Um, inflammation in the brain is what my doctor told me uh, a couple weeks ago. So as long as we know that, then we can move forward. So long story short, you recommended these supplements, which are, oh my gosh, just everything. It's like God made the kitchen sink in like, it's God and the kitchen sink. It's just, (laughs) it's just everything and it's working. So that's why I want to share it. Oh my gosh. If this was video, you would see Connie Benjamin with like a, uh, it's Christmas morning kind of smile. I am so yeah. happy. It's working. I know it works. Oh. oh my gosh. And, and, you know, I felt so fortunate because you guys offered to send me this and give me the name of the product again. It's core vital. I think, is that right? Close, totally close. So it's called vital core sync. And it, like you said, oh, that's right. it's the mind body gut connection. So it links everything yep. together. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And I take it every day. There's six pills that I take a day. Now I have, I'm going to be starting the water additive because I also started on antiparasitics last week. But um, Vital Core Sync is full of amazing vegetables, like minerals, all the elements you need, uh, the vitamins, the supplements, everything. And I showed it to my chiropractor. Now he is a practicing Western medicine doctor, allopathic doctor, but with a holistic, you know, overview on systems and things like that. And he was like, dude, this is good. This is good. There's only a couple more things I want you to take. He added an antiparasitic and then he wants me to take that heinous apple cider vinegar because apparently I'm in a race to see how quick I can throw up. But (laughs) I want people to understand that looking at diet and trying to heal through diet and supplements is actually a viable way 
to heal. It's an effective way to heal. Detoxing is an effective way as a component of your healing program. And so I want to shout out to you today, Connie. And um, I want to shout out to Kason Miller too, who is the, who is the owner of the supplement company. And you guys just gave it to me to try and it's working and it's doctor approved and I'm so happy. And I just want to thank you so much. You are so welcome. I am so grateful. You know, um, Kason and I were definitely so excited for you because we knew it would make a huge difference. And Brandon Broadwater, the CEO, you know, when I told him about what you were doing and, and who you are, he said, absolutely. I can't wait to see her results and to, to hear from her. Um, you know, recently we just got a doctor, um, that is actually the pioneer in gut health. And he, oh, yeah. Yeah, he wrote three books on gut health before anybody was talking about gut health. And when he saw our product line and he saw vital, you know, vital core sync, he was blown away. He said, I've been waiting 20 years for someone to come up with one that is going to sync everything together for healing. It's, it's in, and it's amazing too, because, and this comes back to the universe yep. because I was editing a book on gut health last week. It finished last freaking week. It finished. Then you come in and say, have the, I have these supplements while I'm seeing this chiropractor who says the day before I need you to get these supplements wow. the next day you show up. So for people who are saying I'm happy, healthy, and abundantly wealthy, wealthy is not just money. Yeah right? It is wealthy in resources. It is wealthy in nurturing. It is wealthy in giving back exactly what you're asking for. And when you live it, it finds you and it's freaking crazy. It's, it's just crazy. So parting thoughts of anything else you didn't get to express today? Well, I was thinking about you and about your people and, um, I actually was not planning to do this, but I know you and I know how powerful this healing is. And I, I didn't mention it on the show um, earlier, but I, I've experienced, you know, having autoimmune disease and going through massive health challenges and the fight to get to get my health back. And I know that that the um, system through HealthSync Global, that vital core sync that we talked about works so well and is healing my gut personally. And so... Mm -hmm. I did not plan to do this, but I am personally going to offer any of your listeners 50. So the first 50 people that contact me, I'm going to give you free samples. So I'm, <sighs> I'm going to pay for your sample. Holy shit. Yeah. And I didn't know this either. For Seriously. I, I can, I mean, and we'll have pictures on your podcast blog through SickBiz that shows exactly what you're getting and you'll just be blown so Away. So, so this is a free sample. It's so it's not vital core sync, but it has incredible elements of probiotics and prebiotics. So what it is is one is metabolism X, which increases our metabolism, and the other one is fat thrasher, which helps us to um, absorb nutrients better, helps us to decrease inflammation. It's got probiotics, prebiotics. So some of the things that are so powerful. So. I'm yeah. going to share that with your listeners. The first people that contact me, I am going to get that to you. And I'm so oh. excited to do that. Oh my gosh. You'll never need another multivitamin again. You'll get exactly what you need. And the thing, and I could talk about this for so long because the prebiotic and the probiotics that you get 
it's very different than what you purchase in the store. Whatever's in the store has been human made, or they will take a sampling yeah. of gut microbiota. So they can only take samples that they can access. So there are some they can't access, and then they can replicate it to the best of their ability in a Petri dish. But the thing I learned through editing this book, which is called When Food Hurts, and um, and we'll put a link to that too because it's actually it's really incredible and I learned a lot um, as the editor too. Then I was able to simplify the message for lay people, so it's not like you know doctorees or whatever. But what I learned is that if you buy a probiotic in the store, you have to make sure you're matching what's in your gut in order for it to work. So if they can only take a sampling and then replicate that in the lab, you have no guarantee that that is going to work. And second, you have to take tons of it. You have to eat like 20 gallons of probiotic yogurt. I'm not kidding you, to start healing your gut. So there are things that we don't know about this particular avenue of healing and you need very specific supplements and elements that you put into your body to help you. So it's crazy. But I was like, oh, I have to eat 20 gallons of yogurt and then just hope that the microbiota in my gut match with that. Okay, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It's like, I like yogurt, but I'm not doing it. And now I'm dairy free anyways. So Connie, um, this was amazing. I love how it ended with you helping people. It's an incredible offer. Um, we're going to add in even another thing concerning your coaching, which I'll get into at the outro, but thank you so much. And I just feel like we didn't even begin to tap the surface with you. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, here, allowing me to be here. It is such an honor to be with you and, and people can just connect with me on social media to get that first 50 people. So I'd love to connect with you. First 50 people. Very cool. Connie Benjamin is an embracer. She is an open-minded person who presses herself to be more than she was the day before. And I think her greatest gift is that she is possessed to teach others to do the same. Along that same vein, of course, you just learned about being one of the first 50 to get the sample of these supplements that she is giving away. And I'm telling you, I'm taking them, so they're amazing. And I don't... I don't talk about anything that I don't take, experience, use, whatever. That's just my personal value. So I urge you, if you're not feeling well, if your gut is hurting, constipated gas, bloating, whatever the case is, every time you eat, you're full, I urge you to look into this. In addition to that, on the heels of her coaching program, which she is an amazing coach, she's offering a free session with you that will allow you to attend her guilt free plan to unlock your perfect purpose rather profits and passion and that is a free attendance we will provide a link for you on the podcast blog but you can also reach her at Connie and give me the name of your URL again uh it's so you can touch base with me on the website at myfirewithin.com or touch base with me on Facebook, Connie Benjamin. Perfect. So if you're ready to get real with yourself and climb up to the next level, please go to myfirewithin.com. And of course, we'll have this information as we said. My favorite thing she said today, and it all ties together, get off the couch of mediocrity, embrace all the possibility in every season of life, 
When you use your golden transformer, it's human to fall down with your mindset. What sets you apart is when you perfectly strive and return to your mission every single day. So grateful to have her on today. Before I let you go, head on over to barnesandnoble.com and pick up my book, Six Success, and leave me a review. If you show me the review you left, I will enter your name into a drawing to win a sick biz t-shirt, one of a kind, collector's item. Pretty dang cool. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Until next time, be well.